the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, it is. It's Friday night. Glad to have you guys here with me. Super excited to wrap up the week with my favorite people in the world. And that is you listeners out there. I've I've still got... I I owe some apologies, though, because many of you guys are starting to email me in addition to commenting as we stream live on The Answer San Diego through... Uh, on Facebook through the Answer San Diego page. I love to read those comments there. Many of you tweet to me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and also on Instagram, but I'm getting more and more emails from you guys at andreakshow.com. And, and I've got a couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gather some over the weekend and read those out to you. Paul, if you're listening to me, my dear friend, you've been such a regular listener, if not live, then during the podcast and you email me. And I there's one in particular you've been emailing me to me that I'm that, that you emailed that I meant to read out to the listeners and I'm going to search for it uh, because it's within about 500 emails that I get a day and and read it out. It has to do, and the reason why I'm going to wait and before I read it and respond to it, I kind of mentioned it to my man here, my right arm the other day, and it has to do with Trump and what's going on with his campaign. And I want to think about it over the weekend before I read this very well thought out email and read my response because uh, there's just so much going on with the world. But anyway, it's, it's just whatever is happening in the world. It's always an honor and a thrill for me to get this share to, to get to share this time with you guys here, especially on the best radio network and radio station anywhere. We are super excited, by the way, as we get closer to these debates. Did y'all know that two of our favorite people here on Salem Media are in contention, are contenders to be debate moderators going into these debates if they happen? And we're talking about Hugh Hewitt and my man, Larry Elder. So super proud to be here, a part of Salem Media. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. Did you watch President Trump's announcement tonight, uh, today, his press conference in which he talked about the economic relief? What are your thoughts on that? I would love to hear from you. If you want to keep it fun and keep it light, something that my man here and I were talking about last night is we should probably do a segment and talk about how, particularly as we're going into a weekend, about how these shutdowns, the new normal that has been foisted upon us, how it has affected people's romantic life. Your dating life, the dating life of young people, date nights for married people that try to keep the marriage going when they've got little kids or older kids, just all the different ways are, uh, that our social lives, we're, we're human beings need interaction. We know that babies will literally die if they don't get love and affection uh, when, when they're young. So I'm curious as to how this might have affected you guys. If you want to talk about it here live on the show, if you want to share your personal life <laughs> on the show, feel free to call in 888-344-1170. Before I get into talking about 
uh, President Trump's announcement tonight and how he might possibly use a big, fat, beautiful pen from the Oval Office for economic relief. Before I get into that, later on, though, we also have Bob Walters is going to be here. I'm telling you, teachers used to be what probably the most respected, not the most, but top five, one of the top five most respected and most beloved professions in this country. And now I got to tell you, uh, they're on the level of because of the way that they've been acting. I I think they're on the level of, um, you know, um, who are those people that used to wear white face and do like the, you know, mimes, mimes, <laughs> they're, they're on the level of mimes. I'm trapped in so, a box. So incredibly, yeah, so incredibly annoying. The most annoying people on the planet. You just want to run your car over on over them when they're on the street corner. And that voice you just heard was my man who keeps it rolling every night. DJ Potato Skins. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include an no, I'd say uh, my top three out of the uh, jobs you were mentioning that, that you know makes such a difference. You know, for me growing up, it was firefighters, policemen, and teachers. And wow, have the t- how the tides have turned about how they're perceived. Right. Uh, for me, obviously, the daughter to Marine, spending so much of my life on military bases, and you know. Uh, I and I, I gotta say, first is anybody who wears the U.S. military, the uniform. Amen. Uh, of and in fact, we didn't really do a segment as we should have on the those heroes who lost their life here at Camp Pendleton in the training exercise no, we last week. And yeah, we can. Um, so it, in military. Um, doctors. I've always had an amazing respect for doctors because I understood, and I don't even have any doctors in my family, but I think it's because I've got so many nurses in my family. Uh, my grandma was a nurse. I got aunts that are nurses. I got a niece that's a nurse now. Nephew's a nurse. I, but um, I, I understood that doctors, and then I actually were, helped train doctors here in, in San Diego off, off topic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I trained medical students um, to become doctors. I understood the challenge that they had the legal implications for for the gig uh, that it, that they they earned every dime that they got and when friends of mine whose dads were and moms were doctors and they lived in that big mansion I knew that they had earned their way there and so always have had much incredible respect for doctors. Such a divide with doctors right now about what you know the doctors that are saying one thing and right. those that are actually you know go just spitting out nonsense. I mean, it's 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 laughable. Well, right. Well, and, and it's because I'm glad you brought that up. And it's because in part because doc, one of the reasons why I had such affection for doctors and the dedication. I understood the intelligence that it took to be a doctor. I oh, understood yeah. the dedication, the time, what they went through to get that comma MD. But it was also one of the few professions like the military that had not been politicized that 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 was an area that was really about serving humanity and really about taking care of people and that is one of the reasons why i loved doctors so much and the other profession and career that i had so much admiration for i mean my fantasy was to be a professional tennis player but at some point i also had a fantasy of being a supreme court judge lawyers i love lawyers i loved arguing i love i love everything about uh, the courtroom dynamic and that it's an adversarial process um my distaste for attorneys came as I saw how our government ha- was was being run into the ground and being turned into an us versus them, being c- completely corrupted. So much of the corruption that has gone on within our government, and you see it play out right now with the Department of Justice and the FBI, is because our government is run by attorneys. Except for Tom. 
Except for Tom Dell. Well, Tom, Tom isn't working. And Tom, in D- if you're listening, there's photos we still need to see. Right, exactly. Well, Tom DelBacaro is not in D.C. He's an attorney, but he's not he's not a political attorney. And so and we back when our country first began, our founders and our Congress people, they were farmers. They, these were people that lived in their district. They ran farms. They didn't. They weren't career politicians. Seeing how they could manipulate the law, manipulate the legislative process, and manipulate the courts for their own power and for the power for a political agenda. So, and teachers have you know, and so then teachers were in my top five. Uh, my other probably top five was probably somebody in, in the entertainment business, you know, because I loved to be entertained, and there's such so much skill that goes into singing and acting. Um, so those were really my top five. Um, I don't usually take calls in the first segment, but you know what? It's Friday, and I'd like to start off the show. We're, we'll get to Trump's economic plan and his his message tonight, but I, to. I think I'm, I will, and I'm going to do that after the break, but I think I want to go to John from Escondido first, because he wants to talk about how relationships have been affected by COVID, and it's Friday, so we, it's Friday fun day. We're going to do a little bit different. We're going to save the difficult economic stuff, and believe me, y'all know I'm going to get to it in a minute. Uh, but John joins me now. Hello, John. And is your name really John as we go to talk about relationships here on tonight's Andrea K. Show? Uh, actually, it is. And, um, you know, this whole COVID thing with uh, the restaurants not not having uh, people go in or uh, sitting outside. Um, my girlfriend and I used to go out to dinner every week, and uh, she doesn't like the fact that you have to go out, sit outside, um, Sometimes it's hot or it's cold, and it's um, you know it's interrupting our our love life, our social life. And um, both of us lost our jobs. I lost my job as an aircraft mechanic, and she lost her job. So now we're doing alternate alternate jobs to f- fill that void, mm-hmm. and it's causing a schedule problem, you know, for us to see each other. Yeah. So, so it's it's affected you in a variety lot. of different ways. I mean, the romance is it, not not all ladies like to sit outside, just like not not all of us like to ride in a convertible. Y'all think you're so cute with your convertibles, making a woman <laughs> ride with the top down. I'm telling you, we right. also don't want to get our hair did and get quaffed up and, and look and dress to the nines and then have to sit outside with bugs flying around our head. You know, the wind exactly. blowing around and, and our hair blowing into our mouth when we're trying to eat a meal. OK, um, but it also right. affected you because of the economics of it. You lost your job. It's hard to be, uh, especially if you're uh, old school and you pick up the check, you're a dude who picks up the check, which, you know, I I expect right. any man, I don't care what the financial situation is, you invite a woman out, man, you pick up the check. So that's, right. and, and, and is there anything that puts a strain on romance, whether single or married, whether you're, whatever your relationship is, then money troubles? Yeah, and, and, and you know, you know my, my, my skill set as an aircraft mechanic, it's not, something that I could just go anywhere nearby and, and get right. I have to travel. And um, so the the, uh, the stability of that is a problem as well. You know, I, have, yeah. I was having it good, and all of a sudden this hit, and no one was flying, and boom, yeah. I was cut right away with a lot. With a lot more people, so yeah, that's one industry that's really been hit the hardest, and it's and they're trying to revive it, and you know, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad that, I'm glad people are pa- packed in planes. They should they should be allowed to go get packed into a church as well. Uh, my understanding right. is there's there there Trump the Trump administration is looking to spend another twenty five billion, I think maybe even towards yeah. the airline industry. What we really need is a recognition of the reality the of the virus at this point. 
that it does not match what it was, what was the uh, fear mongered and what was projected. And they said at the time when they made all these crazy projections, John, they said that it was because this was a new virus and they didn't know about it. Well, now we know and we know it is not near as deadly and it's not near as contagious. And yeah, you can get it and absolutely have no, no, you know, physical response to it. There's no excuse for why you're out of work. No excuse why the airline industry is crippled or any other industry is crippled at this point. Thanks for calling in, John. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Now, at least see. And one one thing John didn't mention. See, John's got a girlfriend, so he didn't talk about how difficult it is now for dudes to be able to analyze the talent out in public anywhere, or if you are out anywhere with these face masks. Right? I mean, anybody can hide now. Am I being too shallow when I talk about the obvious? Can we just not be straight, straight up and be obvious and be honest that we, you know, we eat with our eyes first, right? So, you know, this whole thing with masks is making it a little bit harder. It was really interesting today. I, I there, You know, the ads pop up when you're on Facebook and all that stuff. And I saw a side ad on uh, something today. I believe it was Amazon. And it was an ad for a mask. And then it had the center part of it was clear so you could see the person's mouth. Well, well, heck yeah! If you if you are somebody like Kylie Jenner and you spend about five grand a month, you want to hide that smile, Yeah, if you want to if you want to go and get fillers and then hide hide it while you're bruised up or whatever, then you put the mask on. Now, I got a friend of mine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out her here, um, but she's actually selling. <laughs> she's she's selling. She's made and she's selling mesh masks that are like. They're, they're, the, the, the weave is so wide and so broad. You could, you could literally smoke a stogie. Well, there's right? no requirements the for these whole, things. That's right? a laughable thing. I love it. So she actually posted on Instagram a picture of a truck driver driving it like a, a, a long haul trucker that, that bought one of her masks at a fruit stand on the side of the road. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get serious. We're going to talk a little bit about this economic recovery. Hey, you got a romance story to tell? Cause one of the things that's happened is everybody's doing these apps and they're doing all these like Facebook, um, what, FaceTime dates. That ain't the same thing, man. I got to see it in person, right? I want to kick the tires. I don't want to see, because you might be using some filter or using somebody else pretending it's you. Come on back. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Friday Fun Day, so in the middle of uh, talking some serious topics, uh, we're having a little fun tonight, although it's still kind of serious. You know, what has what has these shutdowns and the, the new normal they're shoving on us uh, for no reason? And y'all know how I feel about the, the shutdowns and this coronavirus. How, what, how has this impacted your, your social life, your romantic life? You know, one of the one of the I don't have kids, but I know from family members of mine and good friends of mine, man, if you didn't have date night to get out away from them kids leave them kids home with grandma or somebody else man you can't you can't keep your sanity so uh as well you know we got fauci telling people he was asked when he's as he was pushing these shutdowns and telling everybody to stay in home we still got bars i mean let's be straight up let's talk some straight talk here how many how many americans meet and somebody to go out with at a bar or at a restaurant 
That's one of the primary places. It ain't happening in the frozen foods department at the grocery store. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people are doing dating apps, but still getting out and being social is a primary way to meet people. So Fauci's asked about it, and he literally was was saying, this is why this stuff is so ridiculous. He's literally pushed that it's okay to do meetups on Tinder. And have indiscriminate sex. That's how you. Fauci can- is a small man, so he's going to yeah. wear one of those uh, tiny helmets they serve ice cream in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fauci is saying that he, his wife and his kids are, are receiving death threats. You know, I'm never any, anyone that supports that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, see, it's easy. It's easy for these government officials to sit back and come up with all these edicts that affects everybody else's life. When he's married, he does. It doesn't affect him in any way. He's able to go to baseball games and sit there without social distancing, without a mask. You know, he. It, it, you know, it, it's it's clearly not affecting him in any way. Um, before I get into economic stuff, I, I, I might as well finish up uh, on this coronavirus with the latest uh, enforcement rules because it's just uh, the perfect tee up for it. So you know, the the elites never have to live under the weight of their own crap. Oh, no, they have right? a whole different set of rules, which oh, is none for them. Right. Like all the bars are shut down and wine tasting is all gone. But Gavin Newsom, you know, can, oh, yeah, his winery's open. His winery's open. And, you know, uh, Fauci can, you know, can go and sit in the stands and throw He can throw out a baseball pitch, but but he schools uh, are not even scheduled. New York says today they're going to open up schools in the fall. But we know how many sports programs are completely shuttled. Same thing with parties. You know, they're all having parties in their homes and stuff. But now L.A. has said if you have a party in your home, they're going to shut shut off the water and the power to your home. So what, what? So now, I mean, what they're planning to do in our homes now, the control, this is not this has always been about control. A hundred percent. How are they going to net? Now, the mayor of L.A., he's saying that it's going to be based upon egregious violations. Well, define egregious. That's a very big shade of gray. Well, it all is, because now that they've got the public health excuse, they could just use that, as Gavin Newsom called it, a dimmer switch to just put that switch up and down at will whenever they feel like it and have complete control over our lives to the point to where it's now not only about picking and choosing which businesses and industries. You can go to Cheetah Strip Club in San Diego, but you can't go to a church. You know, how many times we got to talk about the hypocrisy going on? And this is one reason why what's happening at the Supreme Court is so egregious, because they turned down a case that involved the discrimination of bars or, you know, pot dispensaries or abortion clinics being open, but you can't go to a church. And the Supreme Court refused to hear that case. And I think Kavanaugh sided with the left on that. So when you've got them saying that now, not only are they picking and choosing, shutting down schools, shutting down businesses arbitrarily, which is seizing your personal property, that now that they are going to to take something that you need to live off of, water, and electricity away from you in order to gain your compliance? How is that anything but Castro's Cuba? There was also a story today that and Bob Walters will be here in a minute. I don't know if this is one of the many stories he's got to tell. But there, there was is a school district around the country that's telling parents uh, that, you know, after they shut the schools down, destroying uh, the lives of parents and kids. There's one school district in the country that on this online learning that uh, called some family or told them that their kid wasn't dressed appropriately, that the kid wasn't allowed to wear pajamas on an, on, during an online Zoom class. So reaching into our homes is the next step in this. Burks is coming out and saying we got to wear masks in our homes. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah. So it is time for us. We ceded way too much control at every level of the United States. And the solution is to take that control back. The solution is not 
in my opinion. I get why Trump's got his big fat pen out, because now that the control has been given, now that pain and suffering has been inflicted on the American people through no cause of their own. And, and, and that pain and suffering is not being lifted. It's being it's being expanded. The pain and suffering is being is being increased as you, with all these measures. What's what's Trump to do? You know, the Democrats are they want these shutdowns to happen. They want the pain to increase. Trump's kind of in a corner to where the, the Democrats are asking for way too much in this next round of stimulus. He understands he's he went along with the shutdowns initially. Now, you know, he, he doesn't want them to continue, but he has very little control over that. I read he, something that Fauci said that there might be. Well, the virus may slow the first couple of weeks of November. I have a feeling. Well, isn't that ironic timing? Well, exactly. Oh, of course, because they're expecting Biden to win through stealing the election with mail-in yep, ballots, right. by the way, which is the only way that they, they uh, expect him to win. And so they're all preparing for a Biden presidency at this point. That's exactly what's going on. And I think that I think that Trump, I don't necessarily blame him. And, I, and I'm not one of these conservatives. I didn't like when, when uh, Obama did the executive orders, but I'm not going to bust Trump for doing the same thing now. And you want to know why? Because I've been saying that, that, that we don't need to go pure. We need to get in the fight, okay? Us, us saying, well, um, for example, it, it, we needed to get rid of the filibuster. We needed to go balls to the walls. When Trump won the election, we gave both houses of Congress and get everything done. Not play it safe and not say, well, that's what the Democrats would do, but we're above that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people that I'm okay getting down in the mud and rolling around. I'm Scarlett O'Hara. I think I'm okay with getting some dirt under my nails. Hey, do what's best for the country. Yeah. Don't do what's best for bipartisanship. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm OK with that. So he's saying now the Democrats aren't going to play or they want to play by spending too much money and giving it to illegals and, and funding states and, and all their crap. No, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come out with my pen and I'm going to and I'm going to do a few things. He's indicated he wants to do a payroll tax holiday and actually make it retroactive. He wanted it initially. And the reason why he didn't get it is not because the Democrats, because of Republicans. They said it would be too, quote, problematic. They're the problem. Um, federal eviction moratorium. I don't agree with this. I don't for many reasons. I think the solution is to put people back to work, not get between them and tear up a contract that somebody signed with a landlord. And what this does with these with these evictions is they don't even ha- does anybody even have to prove that they lost their job and can't pay their rent? Or is it just that, you know, you get to not pay your rent right now? I, I have a problem with that. But I think Trump needs to do this to get reelected temporarily. He also has gone on to say that um, that there won't be another stimulus check. He will extend. That's um, good, though. I agree. Yeah, with that. I don't think there's going to be another stimulus check. He has indicated he doesn't want to do that. He's indicated he will extend unemployment through the end of the year, but it's not going to be with the boost that would give an additional six hundred dollars a month. Also good. Yeah, also good. Um, he will continue with, uh, I think, a, a deferment on um, payments for student loans. Possibly, I don't like any forgiveness involved in that. I and I tell you, I really don't like this one. And Bob, which tees it up for Bob Walters to come on. We know when Harvard has is sitting on $40 billion in endowments and so many of these schools are sitting on endowments. Let these let these colleges and universities, the ones that are sitting on endowments, the ones that are getting taxpayer money. Squirm just a little bit. Let them. Let Well, let them pay. Let them suck it up. Let them pay for these student loan debts. They got the money. They continue to charge tuition. And actually, even as they're saying that they're not going to d- d- open up for in, in class uh, sessions in the fall, that they're going to charge full rate. Put that back on the schools. 
That's what I have to say about that. Speaking of schools, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Bob Walters about schools. Way do y'all get a load of his list. Then later on, we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week and a little Friday Fun Day talk and 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday fun day. The question of the night for you guys is, if you, if you feel so inclined as to share how these shutdowns might have impacted your life romantically, feel free to use a phony name if you want, but, you know, don't call yourself, you know, uh, Miss Serena Popsicle. I mean, like, keep it somewhat honest. Anyway, uh, joining me now... Uh, is for his Friday education segment is my buddy Bob Walters, author of the book Facing Reality in Amer- American Education. And um, I was saying at the top of the hour, my dear friend Bob, I, which I doubt you heard um, because you have more important things to do than, than listen to the entire hour, is that teachers, thanks in part to people like you making everyone aware of what they're what they're about, they've become really persona non grata across this country. I mean, the way that they're behaving, uh, they're just proving that they're nothing but a bunch of little dictators and making unreasonable demands that don't care anything about the kids. And it's, to me, it's a perfect opportunity for everybody out there listening to listen to you, hear what's happening in these schools, see how these teachers are behaving, and then go and do something to stop it. Don't you think? I would hope so. Yeah, that's why I bring this information. Hopefully, not just to depress people, but give them some light to get going and and get their neighbors and such to get involved to stop what's going on. Absolutely, because that's the key. It's not enough to just um, hear. We're we our segments are about awareness and and making people understand what's happening. It's got to start with that first. Then we hope to motivate people to get active and do something. At the end of last night's show, it was it was too last minute, but I threw it out there anyway, Bob. Um, it was a call to action. I found out late day, late day yesterday with an email blast that went out from the Republican Party that there were 160 seats across San Diego County where Democrats were running unopposed. And many of wow. those seats were in uh, school districts. Yeah. And All so union candidates <laughs> yeah well i i, I it's it, we need republicans to step up and so i want you to now go through your list because it is i want people to to listen to what you have to share tonight and as they okay. understand that we we need to get involved and they and and that includes running for school board so share with us what you've got i agree the fight goes on mm-hmm. well i'll give you some some of the big happenings this week uh denver school board voted uh, two days ago to cut their ties with the police department and to put money instead on on hiring psychiatrists in all of the schools. I just wonder how this would stop the killers coming into the school to shoot students. This was the school district that had the Columbine killings go on a couple of years ago. A score of kids were killed by a killer, and there was no cop to stop them. And now they, they get cops on the school boards or school districts locations, and now they're getting rid of, getting rid of them. 
A psychiatrist? I guess you're going to talk them out of shooting the kids or something. I, I don't get the logic at all. Well, I think the psychiatrists probably are going to be there to um, deal with um, pushing kids to transgenderism. Oh, you know, did you did you enjoy playing with your sister's dolly yesterday, little Stevie? <laughs> Maybe your name should really be Sally. Um, you know, are, are really struggling um, with you know the you know this issue here. You know, it's it's all about how we uh, we know after all the segments that you've done that it, it, all day every day in these schools it's about how they can push their yep. their marxist agenda and how they can transform this country and push their it, it, through the psyche of these they little minds the kids mm-hmm. yeah it's a shame and uh you know with all the shutdown of the schools uh california just made an interesting ruling our, our illustrious governor they've made it he says it's illegal in california for any parents to hire tutors to help instruct their kids during this uh, shutdown. What? Because it violates <laughs> it violates AB5. That's the rule that forbids independent contractors to work and have jobs in California. So because of so okay, I'm confused. So is it the the school boards that don't want um these these tutors or is it just simply because it violates AB5? Well, I'm sure the school had a little voice in the governor's ear. But the governor ruled uh, yesterday that uh, no tutors would be allowed in California, and he'll, he would uh, prosecute any family that hired a tutor because it violates AB5 rule about independent contractors. I, that's not nice. really about AB5 because they've made so many exceptions to AB5. <laughs> this is about wanting to keep kids stupid, keep the control into the school districts. They don't want parents t- uh, taking matters into their own hands when it comes to educating their kids. I'm afraid you're right. Then in uh, Springfield, Missouri, they decided, that's what's getting back to what you said earlier in the show, decided no students would have pajamas on while they're doing their virtual classes at home. I mean, who the hell cares? Oh, I thought thought it was just one kid. This is a whole school district laying this out? Whole school district, yeah. They ruled that uh, pajamas would be not allowed or not appropriate when they're doing the virtual classes. (laughs) Springfield, Missouri. Wow. Um, wow. That's uh, all right. Go on. I'm at a loss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then in Vermont, a school district there uh, told all 13 of their schools to fly the Black Lives Matter flag rather than the American flag effective Wednesday of this week for the rest of the school year, even though they're not even open. But they did have the flag up and they're removing the American flag and putting up the Black Lives Matter flag. That's a nice lesson for kids to have. We wonder why they're getting indoctrinated. Jeez. And they know these schools, they, they all know that this Black Lives Matter movement, that it's a Marxist movement. They know exactly what the demands are from this organization. And they know that yeah. uh, that it is it has nothing to do with justice and has everything to do with Marxism and power. People, we got it. We, oh, I, I, we got to get active. We've got to go to these school board meetings. We've got to run for office. We've got to push back. We need to get a movement going to, to get paid back our taxpayer funds. And we've got to do something to, to abolish these unions. Go on. I agree. Then you got the teachers union in Wisconsin decided that they would do something to alert the public in their doctrination. And they put up tombstones on many of the campuses, illustrating the point if classes were to open up again. Just try to discourage them how many people are going to die. So they put up <gasps> hundreds of these tombstones in all of the campuses of in Wisconsin. What, what were these? These weren't elementary schools, were they? Where they did. I don't know what schools they were. There were 28 school districts that uh, they put these tombstones up. 
And even though no person in Wisconsin under 18 has died of the disease. Oh, my gosh. That is such that is such emotional and mental abuse of children to basically say you're little walking, killing machines. And if you come back to school, you're going to kill people. Just like California, this school, this this teachers union there are saying they don't want schools open. So there's no charter schools are going to be allowed anymore and ban private school choice in the police on the campus and move. And and they want more federal funding uh, to stop the uh, loss of funds that they've had and to eliminate standardized tests. Why would they do that? If you're not even going to give these kids tests, you'll never know how well you're teaching or what they're learning. They don't care. They don't want these kids to learn anything but how to be good little socialist soldiers for the state. In fact, it helps them if kids come out where they can't read or write and they don't have any skills. They they will still shove them into these colleges and universities knowing that they're not going to come out with any marketable skill, that they're going to come out buried in debt, that they're going to expect uh, after they turn us into a Marxist country that will be paid for you know collectively. And then they'll have a bunch of people that are you know don't have any way to earn a living. And so they'll just be dependent on the state. That's what every bit of this is about. I know. It's and it just, just makes me disgusted. Well, you don't have more, do you? <laughs> the other thing I uh, <laughs> notice about teachers, unlike other professions during the shutdown, uh, even when there's no virtual classes, they're still paid full salary. Almost every school district pays their teachers, per the union instruction, full payment. Rather than put them on unemployment, they're paid in full. And it's just uh, it's wrong. How do I get in on this gig? How do I get in on a gig where I get a full salary and I ain't got to do a job? I know. It's just uh, really pathetic. It's totally pathetic. Yep. And then you've got uh, another thing going on in um, Illinois. They, uh, there's two uh, big sessions held. They're going to stop teaching history and remove all textbooks on history from the schools and communicate because it's, it's racist history and they want to eliminate that. And just focus on civil rights movement and Black Lives Matter. And they got books coming into the schools to replace the history books because history is too racist, I I swear. This is 1936 Berlin is exactly what this is. is. It really is. And that is not being hyperbolic. I know. So here they're saying history is racist. And they've already said, as I said a few weeks ago, English is racist and even math is racist. Good grief. What the hell are these kids learning? Well, I know in one school district a few years ago, they were learning that a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was racist. And there was a Pop-Tart that was bitten off that looked like the shape of a gun. And so conservatism was awful and evil and Second Amendment was evil. Uh, what what has been done to our schools over these decades, while conservatives and Republicans were going about our lives, is astounding to me. Every week when you come on, I'm shocked. And I shouldn't yeah, be it, because of what you've already shared. <laughs> but it's like, it, 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 and, and there doesn't seem to be anything that's stopping it, including the Trump administration and the Department of Justice and Becky DeVos. I and, know you and it's be- be doing a little more active uh, guidance on some of these things. I'm, well, I'm a little surprised. Well, right, because if we're going to have a Department of Education, which is a federal, you know, enterprise, then there, then, then I don't want to hear states' rights. I don't want to hear, well, we got to leave it up to the localities and, and, and the, the local school districts. Well, then why do we have a Department of Education? Get rid of it. Either do yeah. your job and stop this Marxist nonsense, because this is really, as you and I have talked about seriously, this is really where the battleground is. It's been in our schools. Yeah, we, we need to push Trump, assuming he gets reelected, and I hope he does, to get serious about this uh, national regulation of these aberrant behaviors going on in these local school districts. Absolutely. And the key, 
the Cato Institute just did a study. <laughs> they found that 40, this is another sign of what's going on in the schools as they graduate these kids. 44% of Americans younger than age 30 believe that a company is correct in firing an executive because he or she personally donated to President, President Trump's campaign. How about that? Wow. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff will stop if Ellen loses yeah, it, her show. That kind of stuff will stop if Ellen loses her show. Because, you know, the Me Too movement stopped when all this Joe Biden and, and now even with the Epstein stuff. You don't hear about the Me Too movement anymore, right? No, uh, you know, absolutely. and this cancel culture will stop once liberals start to lose and not just jo- and somebody big. Somebody like an Ellen DeGeneres, who's been like a superstar favorite of the left, when somebody like that gets canceled, maybe then we'll stop having this cancel culture. Yep, I sure hope so. I do want to urge the, the, something they could your listeners could do now. Um, there's a hearing coming up next week, well, August 10th, in the state legislature of California. We're going to be talking about a bill called 2218, and it's... Uh, going to be giving money to the school districts to treat sex change and other requirements for transgender uh, alterations to be paid for by the state of California in the schools. What ages? And what they can do is is call or look up on the webpage Senate Health Committee and, and and vote your negative point on AB twenty two eighteen. What what ages of schools is this? Is the where is this high school? Is this all ages? It's a, okay. Well, I, I I couldn't read that deep into it. It looks like high school, but it might be. Well, you we know, know they do start sex ed down in the second grade. So <laughs> we know that they're recruiting. We know that they're going down into the into, into four year olds and five year olds is the plan. And and we you've shared that with their with the California Health Framework curriculum right. so i wouldn't be surprised at all if they weren't starting you know the plan was to 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 fund hormone blockers to uh, on on little little children as yep, well as as, so. as well as to fund the as well as to go to these high schoolers oh you've been you've been confused you've been suffering with gender dysphoria don't talk to your parents you know we're just going to send you over to this doctor over here we're going to start the process on your gender confirmation your gender was confirmed the moment you you, you were your dna was settled by the way Okay. I know it's pathetic. Okay, uh, we got to leave it there, Bob. One last time on um, where they can where they can go. That is um, to look up on the webpage for Senate Health Committee, and it'll list all the members and their phone numbers, and and uh, that's the group to to send letters to or call their their phone numbers and tell them to vote no on twenty uh, AB twenty two eighteen. Oh gosh! Well, Bob, it's an assembly bill that already passed, and now it's the Senate's making the final decision. Well, we need to get on the phone, and we need to do something about it. And God bless it's, you, Bob, for all that you do. Well, you too. You're doing a good job. Thank you, honey. Take care. Have a great Bye-bye. weekend. All right, we're going to you too. We're going to take a skinny, skinny little break, but we got more to talk about on the other side. We got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, and I know my man Skins. He's always got something interesting for Hero and for Stink. Sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E A K Dynamite and Address or just Andrea K whatever you call her she's on the Answer San Diego. Well, I hope my next caller is going to be nice to me and call me friend and not call me a name because he's a teacher. 
And he says he wants to call in and give some love to the teachers out there. And if his if this is really his name, Roger is on the line because we also put the put the call out there to y'all. If you wanted to share any romantic stories of how the shutdown has affected you, call in. But please use your real name. Hey, Roger, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea. Yeah, all I want to do is give you love, like you said. I really appreciate your show. Love it. Um, love Bob Walters. Um, but just wanted to set the record straight okay. that um, conservative teachers, especially like me, are busting our butts right now. I, I had no summer vacation, uh, getting everything up and online for the fall uh, after working 78-hour weeks um, when we went to remote instruction in the spring. So um, I'm not saying all teachers are like this. Believe me, I know they're not all like this. But the ones that really care, that really love their students, and most likely they're conservative, are really hitting it hard. So just wanted to um, let you know that. Well, I'm glad that you did, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate what you do. And it's got to be tough, you know, to be a, to be a, a teacher during these times. And um, and there are, you know, some that actually really do care. They're not all about their politics. And and so I think you're right. I think it's a reminder not to generalize. And I also think it's it's important to remember that um, often there there you know there's many conservatives you know behind the scenes, uh, not many in the universities. I would say I think there's been studies that have been done that the teachers, professors in the university universities and colleges, about one percent may identify as conservative, and the rest are you know far left liberals. And and it's because it's hard to be a conservative in colleges and universities because if if you know they they cancel you, they fire you if they find out that you're. Um, that you're a conservative and about a minute that I have left have you had any experience with them knowing that you're a conservative and pushback from them oh yeah um, they uh um, well, first, I'm not just a conservative, also a very strong Christian. They haven't hassled me about that at all. And um, I've only had one complaint the whole time I've been teaching. And that student ended up becoming really close to me after she complained about me talking about Jesus in my class. But I won't stop it. I've, I've got to do it. That's part of my job. Um, what's happening so much and so sadly is it, it just breaks my heart. And I prayed this um, when we had a prayer meeting in church that we would remember to still love the people. There, there's so many people that I work with that are just scared to death. They yeah. believe this garbage about COVID-19 like it's gospel truth. And I think a lot of them are really, really scared. Well, they so, are. And it's, and, it's, and it's a shame because as Christians, we know that there's, it's... Uh, when you when you live your life in a state of fear, not only does it make it impossible to to stay in a state of faith, it also takes hope away from you. You know, it takes optimism away from you. It sucks the life out of you. I saw a quote today that you know, fear doesn't save lives; it takes lives. And you know, and it, and they want us to be fearful because it gives them power, and it also takes us and distances us from the Lord, and that's ultimately the goal. And so, God bless you for reminding us that, and God bless you for the work you do and calling in. I think we've only got a minute or two left, so I got to leave it there, Roger. But thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you for having me, Andrea. God bless. All righty, um, my hero of the week is the Marines and including Navy that lost their lives last week here in Camp Pendleton. My stink of the week is the judge who let free a rapist uh, for coronavirus who murdered his victim. Hero is my friend Amanda that's actually in a long-distance relationship, and her uh, fiancé lives in Canada, so just kudos to her for making that work. And my stink of the week, any conservative, not for Trump. Ah, good one!